Welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students, a multi-part podcast series that gives college students the knowledge and tools to handle their financial situation during and after college. Your host for this program is Professor Frank Longo of Centenary University School of Professional Studies. Please note that before making any financial decisions, please seek sound financial advice from a financial professional. And now, here is your host, Professor Frank Longo. Hello, and welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students. Thank you for joining us. Stay calm, thoughtful, and purposeful. We always end our discussions with this advice. Today, we are beginning with it. With the economy in turmoil and the stock market has dropped in huge numbers, people are worried and have many questions. So our advice about how to approach life and savings and investing is, and I think more appropriate today than ever. Surveys and polls consistently indicate that inflation is understandably the number one concern of the average American. Inflation was up again for the month of May, this time by 8.6% over May of last year. Consumer prices are rising at the fastest rate in 40 years. Gas, housing, and food prices are the leading causes of the current inflation rate. Prices are rising faster than salaries and wages. Credit card debt is rising. It's up 20%, meaning that some people are borrowing in order to buy what they want and need. Many people ask, how long can inflation continue to rise? As long as gas prices rise, including diesel fuel, I think inflation will rise. The cost of any product that is delivered to a store or to a consumer by a truck is impacted by diesel prices. Traditionally, the summer is driving season. People drive to vacation spots or drive for day trips. That increases the demand for gas, which helps keep prices high. There is a pent-up demand for vacations as people stay home during the pandemic. There are a few more factors that will likely, at a minimum, keep prices from going down. Russian oil is still being delivered to world markets. As countries reduce their Russian purchases, demand for oil from other sources will rise. Due to a rise in COVID cases, China shut down much of its country for a while. Now that restrictions in China have been lifted due to the easing of the sickness, its demand for gas will rise. Rising demand, as we said, keeps prices high can even, and can raise them. As for the United States, President Biden is expected to release additional oil from the Strategic Oil Reserve. The last time this was done, not long ago, there was relief in gas prices but it was temporary, and then prices continue to rise afterwards. Don't expect that to help much. Based on those factors, I expect gas prices to rise through the summer. After the summer, I don't expect a great deal of relief. The Biden administration sees electric vehicles as the solution to high gas prices. 
the president has spoken about how much cheaper it will be to power cars when we get on the other side of this. He also sees high gas prices as the reason to switch to EVs. The problem is it will take years for the U.S. to have a significant number of EVs on the road. EVs are expensive, even with government subsidies. And there are supply chain issues with manufacturing them. Another cause for concern, food prices. The price of some products has not risen. But always be careful when someone uses that word. But the amount of food in the package has been decreased. For example, you previously paid, let's say, $1.99 for 16 ounces of cookies. The price remains the same, $1.99. But now you only get 13 ounces of cookies. When we measure inflation by an increase in price, this price appears to be the same. But obviously, it is not. Those cookies are now more expensive. This is called shrinkflation. The trouble is that this is happening with many products, including essential products and not just cookies. Manufacturers have repackaged their goods, and that costs them money. Do you think if and when prices go down that manufacturers are going to repackage again and give you more for your money? I'm thinking it's unlikely. This would seem to indicate that inflation could be around for a while. By the way, inflation is happening in many industries, including in the restaurant industry. Go out for dinner and you may find the serving size to be smaller. So what could bring down gas, food, and other prices and inflation in general? The Federal Reserve. The Fed's purpose is to promote full employment and stabilize prices. It recently announced actions that will raise interest rates. The goal is to make borrowing more expensive and to drive down the demand for goods and services. Lower demand should lower prices. This is a worthy goal. It is also a difficult task. If rates are not increased enough, there could be little impact on prices. If they are increased too much, they could lower demand so much that companies stop producing products and people lose jobs. In other words, it could cause a recession. And recessions can be a painful way out of inflation. The bottom line is that we are in a difficult and complex situation. So what should we consider doing? First, stay calm. The economic news is worrisome, but we need to remember a few things. The inflation numbers, oh yes, they are scary. And consumers, as consumers, we see evidence of inflation just about every time we shop. But remember, those inflation figures are averages and they are based on many factors, some of which may not apply to you. Each of us has a personal inflation rate. We don't all buy every product equally. We don't buy every product that is used to calculate inflation. For example, a young person living with their family is not impacting, impacted by rising housing costs. Someone who doesn't drive much is not as impacted by rising gas prices. So stay calm. Next, be thoughtful. 
Comparison shopping using the internet is a good way to help handle your personal inflation. Consider Susie Orman's advice. Buy what you need, not what you want. Also, consider the advice of investment advisor Dan Ferris, who says, prepare, don't predict. In other words, don't guess about what will happen, but prepare for the future. More about that in a moment. Consider my thought. Take care of yourself and your stuff. Your health should be your primary concern. So exercise, watch your diet. This will help you to live better. In the long run, hopefully, it will save you money. Take care of your stuff. For example, your car. Maintain it. Regular maintenance, including oil changes, will make it last longer. Keep in mind, both new and used cars are very expensive. The longer you can make your current car last, the longer you can put off making a purchase at a high price. Hopefully, you'll be able to wait until we hope inflation becomes more manageable. Financially, remember your purpose. What are your goals? Keep them in mind and save and invest thoughtfully. As we always say, an emergency fund is the foundation for any financial plan. If you don't have one, start one with the goal of having money saved in a liquid account that will pay three to nine months of living expenses. This is an example of preparing and not predicting. Regarding debt, get out of it if you can. The Fed is raising rates. You can expect credit card interest rates to rise. Paying off debt will save you money in the long run. Despite inflation, you probably wanted to keep your debt as low as possible anyway. If you have stock investments, consider the purpose of the investments. If you don't expect to need that money for more than three years, and if the company is an innovator with good prospects, you may consider holding it and not selling it out of fear, fear that its stock price will decline further. Remember, historically, the stock market rebounds and comes back usually stronger than ever. Our evidence, the financial crisis. The Dow was around 15,000 at the time the crisis hit, and it declined oh, to about 6,000. Today, it's around 30,000, and that's after the recent drop. On the other hand, if you expect to need the money invested in stock within three years, you may want to consider selling, but analyze the company. Is it no longer com competitive? Is it in financial difficulty? Would you buy that stock today if you don't already own it? These are questions and factors to consider that help you make decisions about selling today. Keeping in mind, if you sell today, it's very possible you're incurring a loss. And if your stock has increased, if you bought it years ago and has increased substantially in price, you may be incurring a substantial tax liability. So think carefully before selling. What about new investments in stock? Be cautious, very cautious. If you have identified an innovative, innovative company that has good prospects, and it pays a dividend of say 3% or more, consider investing in small increments over time. 
This allows you to dollar cost average. It's a cautious approach. It may be a good practice to use until the market turns around. But I'll emphasize, I would only do this for companies that I feel really good about. So let's sum up. We live in difficult times, an understatement. There can be much to worry about, another understatement. I believe if you consider what we spoke about today, you have less to worry about and you will look forward to a good life. Most of all, live your life well every day, despite inflation, despite the worries. We will conclude with the same advice we began with. Stay calm, thoughtful, and purposeful. You have been listening to Dollars and Cents for College Students with host Frank Longo. The opinions on this series are those of the host. Before making any financial decisions, be sure to consult with a financial professional such as a certified financial planner. For more information, visit cfp.net.